Welcome back to Eye to Eye, the Digital Renaissance Podcast. I'm your host, Percy Hornack, and I'm here with a couple quick notes before we dive into this week's interview. We recently had our first live performance on the Digital Renaissance Project, which was Vinnie Moraz's Social Mirror. In addition, we're starting rehearsals for another multi-week project, Jen Barclay's Bacchanal, this coming Friday, July 24th. The project portal has been growing and growing over the past few weeks, and if you haven't enrolled or had a chance to check out all the new features like project requests for young artists and project proposals for lead artists, you should take a look. The growth of the website and all of our programming has taken lots of hard work, and I wanted to introduce you to one of the folks behind the scenes who has been with the digital renaissance since the beginning, Tori Shuckman. If you've done any projects, you've probably seen her in our main Zoom room helping to distribute artists to where they need to go. Uh, And I know my day is always brightened when I get to see Tori. This week, I interviewed her about her job as production manager and about her experience with Andy's overall. Let's dive in. Hi, Tori. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. To start, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and however many details you would like to share, particularly your role at Andy's? Sure. Uh, So my name is Tori Shookman. I live in Connecticut, and I'm the production manager here at Andy's and for the Digital Renaissance Project. This is my second summer at Andy's. Could you talk a little bit about what your job specifically entails and what you are responsible for? Yeah, totally. So I, as the production manager, so as production manager, I see myself kind of as like the master puppeteer over all the artists involved in production. So whether that be stage managers, supervisors, other artists, other staff members, and making sure that channels of communication are opened between those people and that everyone has what they need to ensure that their responsibilities and obligations are able to be fulfilled and that they have the information they need and that they they can see their own design and ideas brought to fruition in a production side of the project. And I know that because this is sort of a, that was a specific definition kind of to this year. And I know you and I share that our first year at Andy's was last year when things were quite different. How, <laughs> how do those, how does your role compare this year to last year? Yeah. So Things, you're totally right. Things have been pretty different. Um, last year, it was very different because we were working on mounting physical productions. So we were working with scenic designers and costume designers and lighting designers and dramaturgs and having all of those people in the physical space to literally build a production and to make sure that costumes were built and lights were hung and the set was built, et cetera. And it does look a little different in the digital space because we don't have those traditional quote unquote productions happening on the same schedule that they were last year. It is a lot different when young artists are constructing a set essentially in their own room and within their own Zoom square. So my focus has shifted from being more on the staffing side of it to more staffing and young artists, which is really exciting. It's giving me a lot more of a chance to interact with the young artists and help them kind of bring Andes into their home, which has been really awesome because it's a totally different side of production management than that which it was last year, which is great and exciting. And it's really awesome that Andy's fosters an environment, especially through this digital renaissance project that really embraces the learning and like embraces the, we're all in this together. We're all figuring this out together. This is something new that we're trying. And the yes and mentality of both the staff and the artists and the children is really inspiring because everyone is so willing to just embrace the unknown and kind of run with it and say like, what can we do? This isn't the same as last year. And like, that's okay. And not only is it okay, it's like, 
good. Like this is so exciting that we have this opportunity to try something new and build something new from the ground up and truly bring Andes into our respective homes. And so many boundaries are broken when we're not in a physical space because we have artists from all over the world and we have young artists from all over the world. And like, that is just maybe not something that would have been possible if we were still in the physical space, which is not to say in any way that one is superior or inferior to the other. It's just exciting that jobs and opportunities and definitions of titles and positions can be kind of changing and developing and growing when we move from the physical space to the digital space. And there are no overnight uh, loadings. <laughs> <laughs> you are so correct in that there are no overnight transitions from one show to the next. That is... Uh, for, for context, if you aren't a theater practitioner... There is a type of theater known as summer stock, which Andy's is not quite a summer stock, but kind of adjacent. Yeah. Where sometimes you'll finish a show at 10 p.m. and then you have to be ready to start a whole new show the next day at 3 p.m. Um, <laughs> and Tori and I spent many hours together. <laughs> many hours. Those are like some of the like just most transformational memories of last summer. I mean, there were so many, the experience of Andy's last summer and that being my first summer introduced into the Andy's community and like embraced into the Andy's community. It was just amazing. Like there's so many elements of Andy's that are just unmatched and it's just an incredible place to work. And I'm jealous of all the young artists that they have a chance to grow there as young people, because I think that's just, I'm jealous. I wish I had that opportunity to. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but I'm happy, you know, no time like the present. I'm happy to be here now as an adult. But but yeah, those those through the night transitions are just they were amazing though. Like truly all hands on deck and like what a growing moment for ourselves. And I'll never forget when we moved from Goblin Secrets into Ripe Frenzy and Matt made the time lapse video of literally one set coming down, another set being built in hours. And like that is amazing with so such a like small and dedicated and mighty group of people that just have a lot of heart and a lot of ambition and inspiration and love for the community to be there. Yeah, I watch that video all the time. It's such yeah, a nice right. It's so camera. exciting, and we had great snacks to fuel us, which doesn't hurt either. <laughs> no, I do. That video is funny to me mostly because there's a part where very clearly Peter and I just sit down on the rolling <laughs> platform for like 20 minutes. <laughs> there's a part i distinctly remember around man god only knows what time maybe two o'clock in the morning where we're like we need some air like everyone take a 15 minutes and just be outside in the beautiful like pitch black new hampshire no light pollution outdoor yeah and so for a, there is a brief period of time where it's just like emptiness on stage and the set is kind of frozen and that too is kind of just really amazing its way because you remember when you watch you're like wow we were that was when we stepped out and like just enjoyed being together and the stars and then and then we come back and finish and the job. <laughs> yeah. So is there something specific that drew you to production management as like a, a job that you wanted to do? Yeah. So I uh, work primarily as a stage manager. Um, I work here in Connecticut as a stage manager. I've worked as a house manager out in Colorado, but something that really drew me to production management was more of the kind of bird's eye view of the full production. I love stage managing. It's really 
it's really something that also excites me and is a totally different way to be involved in a production. But production management really allows you to see and help facilitate the overall completion of a project. And you can make sure that the lighting designer is able to talk to the costume designer who's able to talk to the scenic designer and the stage manager is involved in that. It's kind of one further step removed and really seeing all elements come into play and how they interact with each other. And one thing that I didn't realize about production management until last summer was just how much all of the different departments and artistic medium can interact. During URL IRL, watching Peter collaborate with Maddie and bringing lights into costumes like just blew my mind. And that was something that I was really excited to get kind of a firsthand view of how that interaction happened and the experimentation with collaborating between lighting and costumes and something I had never seen or never been involved in elsewhere. And it is just a really awesome opportunity to be able to have like a front row seat to all of those interactions and watch the production, especially in the sense of Andy's come from an idea and words on paper to a full-blown production. It's really exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. And I definitely, speaking from the other side of it, we could not have done it with, could not do it without you. Oh, that's um, so common. Thank you. So we talked a little bit about how this year has been, has been different, but I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about the process of like seeing this digital renaissance project as a whole come from a crazy idea that Jared emailed us all about to where we are now where it's like a website with people participating and like a whole thing. Yeah, it has been truly amazing. I mean, this experience is unparalleled in the sense that it is unlike anything I personally have ever done before, but it's such an incredible foundation that can just continue to be built upon. And one of the just truly amazing things that really drew me into this concept of the Digital Renaissance Project to begin was something really beautiful and profound that Jared had said, which is not that this is, this is not a eulogy to theater and it's not a band-aid solution to an injury that we, it's, it's not being viewed as a sad solution. It's yeah. being viewed as a new invention and a new way of experiencing and making art. And it's just, it's amazing because it's something that now that this foundation and groundwork has been laid, it's something that can, that can continue to grow and continue to be built upon. And it's not, it's not sad. It's not sad that we're not in the same physical space. It's really exciting. And it's exciting that we're having this opportunity to completely shift focus and dedicate all of our resources and energy and thoughts and ideas and creativity into something new that really can grow and like is super exciting and has the ability to grant accessibility to those from all over and those that may, as I said earlier, may otherwise not have had the chance to be with us in the physical space. So I, um, I'm very honored to have been a part of the beta tests and a part of the development stages and even still the day-to-day conversations surrounding how to make, how to continue to allow the Digital Renaissance Project to grow and develop because it is just so exciting to, again, have a front row seat to this amazing opportunity. And it's so awesome to be a part of a team, both adults and young artists that are so willing to embrace the yes and and the learning aspect because from a production standpoint one thing that especially the first few weeks of this project that we have been really running with is testing out a new process and saying let's test this out for a week at the end of the week we'll evaluate the success and we'll either keep it scrap it entirely or 
it sort of worked, but we can make this better if we do X, Y, and Z. And everyone is just so willing to try. And with that, so willing to make mistakes and like, that's okay. That's how we learn. And it's just really awesome to be a part of a community and a team that is so willing to take the risk and try because it has brought so many successes and joys thus far and it will continue to do so as it continues to grow. Are there any methods of art making or specific projects that have been really inspiring or totally new? I had never thought about doing something that way before that you've seen in the project so far. Yeah, one of the most like exciting and again, yes, and moments that I've seen is through all of the manipulation of Zoom techniques and whether that be through Jared's project specifically titled Zoom techniques or if it's even just the things that different artists or the young artists as well have taken from that project and interjected into other projects because in a way, yes, we are confined to this box on Zoom, but also on the flip side of that, we have all of this possibility within this little box on Zoom. And, you know, we can change our background instantly Mm -hmm. and we can play with perspective in the camera and we can pop in and out of screen and we can mute ourselves in our video. And it's, there's so many possibilities. And the more creative we get with exploring this little box, like is just so awesome because it is something that completely transforms the performative side of the projects and the performative side of theater and is something that we couldn't replicate in the physical space. So that is just one example of like things that do exist in the digital space that is something we never would have learned if we didn't have this opportunity to move digital. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was watching a video of the one of the social mirror rehearsals yesterday and watching Andreas move all of the Zoom boxes around so that each young artist was a different part of like a big yes. puppet. And it was wild. It was so, <laughs> so cool. cool. Yeah. And watching, like I was watching that as they were rehearsing it and, you know, figuring out like where does so-and-so's arm have to be to match up and how far from the camera, et cetera. And like watching the young artists learn right alongside of the adult artists and like figure it out all together. And a young artist may say, well, what if we tried it this way? And it's something that the adults may not have even thought of. And it's just so exciting. And there's so many new things that we can try and explore and all, again, be in our respective homes and our respective corners of the universe and make one puppet. Like, mm-hmm. that's so amazing. Yeah. Have there been any challenges that you have, like, what are, I guess, of course, there have been challenges, but um, <laughs> what are maybe the biggest challenges that you have seen as we are sort of finding our feet with this project? I guess maybe the biggest challenge, I guess, logistically is truly connectivity of internet. (laughs) It's something that I guess we kind of take for granted. And then, you know, when your entire day and your entire, you have so much dependence on the internet to connect and allow for audio and sound and to not lag and stuff like that. And especially when there's other people in your home that are also have the same reliance on the internet, I guess logistically that's been a big challenge. It's just navigating around that, whether that be for ourselves personally or trying to help other lead or young artists navigate that has been probably the biggest logistical challenge. But again, another thing that when you look at when looked at differently can breed even more creativity and like, okay, so maybe we don't have an audio connection. So now what do we do? Like, how do we, we're not going to cancel it. So now how do we just come up with a new creative solution to figuring that out? 
Yeah. I love your positivity so much. You're <laughs> such a silver lining person and I find it very inspiring. That's so kind. Thank you. Of course. Switching gears a little bit, kind of a more general question that we touched on earlier. What do you love about Andes? Oh, I love so much about Andes. I think that the most important thing and like the most the biggest thing that comes to my mind is that the work, both professional, personal, creative and artistic, and also just like emotional, everything done at Andy's like truly matters. And the content of the, what's being produced is important and like has real substance and like really is designed in a way to impact adult and young artists on so many levels. And one of the things that sticks out most is just the constant reminder and empowerment of the young artists that they they matter and what they do is enough and what they are is enough. And last summer I was backstage um, and Jared was leading the cast through warmups and they started to do I Am Enough. And it really like almost brought me to tears because I... So Jared and I went through the same undergrad program and that's where I learned I am enough and that's where he learned I am enough. And I didn't even realize that that was something that he had taken with him and continued and like passed on to so many kids through Andes. And now, I mean, the fireside chats start with I am enough and now the young artists lead adult artists in I am enough. And it's like this beautiful mantra of just what I have and what I am is enough and I will help build others up as well. And I think that's such a beautiful reflection of all that Andy's is because at the heart of it, it's so much more than just a space for young artists to come and put on plays. You know, it's so much more than that. It's a place for them to grow emotionally, to grow artistically, to build a network of colleagues, whether they be adults or other children. And yeah, I think the thing I love most about Andy's is just that their constant reminder that what you make and what you do and who you are matters. That's so nice. And yeah, I 100% feel that. I have one more question, which is what do you hope for this summer, both for you personally and also for the project? Yeah, personally, artistically, I want to, (laughs) I want to write children's books. (laughs) I want to also make like greeting cards. Which, tying it back to Andy's, has provided me this incredible network of other artists to learn from. I mean, I've learned so much just from observing on my iPad, like, all the different projects that are going on. And Andres and I were talking, and he was telling me about his laser cutter and how he makes these fireside chat collages, and they're just so beautiful. And, like, my eyes are being opened to so many different ways of making art. And, like, I can't wait to take what I've learned and just use it in my own personal life outside of Andy's. So that's something that I'm trying to work on personally is just this building my own artistic endeavors, I guess. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where it takes us. But and I guess going back to your other question, something that I hope for Andy's for the summer is just that Andy's becomes a household name in so many more homes than it already was. There's so many new artists this summer both, again, both adult artists and young artists, and especially in regards to the young artists, those that have just thrown themselves in entirely and like really embraced the Andes community and the Digital Renaissance Project. And it's so awesome to see. And it's so exciting that so many more people are getting access to Andes and all that Andes has to offer. So I just hope that even more people can come to know and love Andes because there's a lot to love. Awesome. I think that is a lovely note to end on. Thank you so much for your time, Tori. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was so great. Of course.
Thank you so much for listening to Eye to Eye, the Digital Renaissance podcast. Theme music is by Dylan Gladhorn, artwork by Raven Bartlett, production and editing by me, Percy Horneck. See you next week for another dose of Andy's magic. Thank you.